What is Christmas all about? If you were just to come into the setting and not really knowing what Christmas, the meaning of it is, you would perhaps think that Christmas is lights, Christmas trees, exchanging of gifts, parties, and having a joyous and wonderful time. How sad it is to say that there's many people think that that's what Christmas is all about. But it goes far, far, far more than that. It's amazing that as wonderful as Christmas is, of how it can stress one another out if you're not careful. Trying to make sure you get the right gift. Trying to make sure that you uh, get all your gifts in times and all that. And it stresses you out to the point of where you lose the joy and the real meaning of it. So it reminded me of this lady one time. She thought that she would uh, save some time and instead of uh, going out and shopping for her family that she would just send them money. And so uh, she got the Christmas card and she signed it and this is the way she signed it. She said, Merry Christmas, buy your own gift. Well, she wondered why after a month or so that nobody returned an expression of a thank you. And then she was cleaning out her, uh, her desk and happened to realize there was a stack of checks that she failed to put in the envelopes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that any, ever happened to you, but I believe that would be pretty embarrassing. I was reading just this past week of a passage of Scripture It says nothing about Mary and Joseph. It says nothing about the wise men or the shepherds or the stable. It says nothing about the narration of that special event when Jesus was born. But as I read it, I thought to myself, This is what Christmas really means. It's found in Psalms 40 and verses 1 through 5. Let me read it to you for a few moments. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works. 
which you have done and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. What does Christmas mean? I believe it means he came to me. He came to me. And by coming to me, that he came to pick me up out of the miry clays of sin. You'll notice a couple of things in this passage of Scripture as the psalmist is speaking. He talks about a grievous condition here. And he said, it's a picture of a sinner who is lost without the Lord Jesus Christ. He is lost without God. And what a terrible, terrible condition that that person may be. And the psalmist describes it as being in a horrible pit. A pit. Jeremiah uses that word pit as a prison or a dungeon. The psalmist says it's like a grave. Sort of remind me about this gentleman one time. He was, uh, it was late at night and he thought he would walk home and he decided that uh, he would take a shortcut and he would walk through the graveyard to get to his home. Little did he realize during the day they had dug a grave. And as they had dug a grave, they didn't put up any boundaries to keep anybody out of that grave because they didn't think, of course, anybody would be there. Well, lo and behold, in the darkness, he fell into the grave. He tried to get up out of the grave and he couldn't get up. He tried and he tried and he tried and he couldn't get up. So he decided, I'll just go over here in the corner and sit down and I'll wait till the morning until somebody comes and they can help me to get out of the grave. Well, it wasn't but just a little while. The town drunk was, had just left the bar and he was walking through the graveyard and he fell into the grave. And he was trying to climb up out of that grave, trying to get himself up out. And he tried and he tried and he tried. And then about that time, the gentleman that was over there in the corner of the grave reaches over there and taps him on the shoulder and says, Buddy, there's no need. You can't get out of here. But he did. The psalmist reminds us that we're like in a pit and that God left the glories of heaven through the Son of the Lord Jesus Christ coming into a terrible, terrible pit. And the psalmist goes on and he begins to talk about of how that pit was a horrible, horrible pit. And then he goes, uh, not only spoke about that it was a horrible pit, but it says that it was a miry clay. A miry clay, which is describing the bottom of a well or a cistern. In other words, you can almost imagine the bottom is deep. It is slimy, clinging mud. It is nasty. 
And there you began to find that the harder you try to get out, the worse that it gets. Trans-Alaska Highway said it like this. There was a sign that says, choose your ruts carefully for you'll be in it the next 200 miles. Life to a lot of people is like that. They're in a rut. And they can't seem to get out of that rut. And they seem that the harder they try, the worse they sink deep, deep into it. You've seen people, you may have family or friends or know of someone that have some type of addiction. And through that addiction, that harder they try, the worse that it gets. The songwriter put it so well, did he not, when he said, we're sinking deep in sin. Down deep, deep, deep. Thomas Marshall was a very intelligent intellect. He was a famous lawyer many, many, many years ago. But he had one problem, and that was a problem of alcoholism. He was talking to the blacksmith. He tried to quit drinking many, many times. But he said this to the blacksmith. He says, if I knew it would take away the appetite for the drink, he said, I would hold that red hot piece of iron in my hand and sing the doxology. Seemingly like there is no hope. And there's a lot of people in this Christmas season feeling like there is no hope. But the psalmist says, he brought me up out of the horrible pit. The gracious condescension. He says he brought me up. Does not say that he pulled me up, but that he brought me up. It's a picture of coming down where I'm at in the midst of that pit of sin and pulls me up out of that pit that muck and that mire. And there we find that's exactly what Jesus did some 2,000 years ago, did he not? He came into this world to get into the pit with us in this world and to identify with us. I'm reminded of what John said in John chapter 1, verse 14, he says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And he says, And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. He became one of us so that we may become like him. And there we understand as he died upon that cross, he literally was pulling each and every one of us out of the miry clays of sin. Lord Jesus became flesh, the Bible says. He became a man. He came to where we are, that where we are, 
and that what we have experienced, identifying each and every one of us. Someone put it this way, Christ, God made flesh, stepped out of the pages of the Bible into the stall where they stabled oxen. Christ stepped out of the written word to become the living word. Christ stepped out of the promise to become the fulfillment. Christ stepped out of prophecy to become history. Christ stepped out of the glory he had with the Father and became flesh in a sin-dark and depraved world. So true. Jesus became one of us so that we may become one of him. Oh, what a, how the songwriter was so true when he wrote these words. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Amen. How glorious. What is Christmas all about? Matthew tells us in chapter 1, verse 21, And he shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Glory to the God that we serve today. And then one last thing I want you to notice here in this passage of Scripture, the glorious change that God does and will do in the life of anybody that will trust His Son as their Savior. When the Lord Jesus brought, brings us up out of the hor- horrible, miry clays, He strips us from the guilt and the dirt and the mire of that sin. He cleanses us as if We've never sinned. Can you imagine? The Bible says you become a new creature. Old things pass away. All things become new. What a joy, joyful thought here at this Christmas season is to know that there was a time in my life I was sinking in sin as if it was a quicksand. And God reaches down and he pulls me out. An infinite blessing. What happened could only be done by the Lord. Only can be done by what he can do. As I said earlier, that even though our sins was as crimson, dirty and filthy, through his blood he washes us and makes us whiter than snow. How wonderful that is. And then in verse 5, he talked about the innumerable blessings that we receive. He says, many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in the order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. The psalmist is saying, he not only 
makes us a new creature, but he blesses us. Is there one here tonight can stand and say, I have not been blessed? We all have been blessed far beyond that we should have been blessed by his grace, by his love, by his wonderful mercy. He opens up the windows of heaven and blesses you. I've said it before. I'd be a Christian if there was no heaven or hell because of what God has done in my life here today. To know the joy, the peace that Christ has done and given to me in my life. I wonder if I'm talking to someone today And they feel like that their life is like quicksand. And you're sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. No hope. No joy. No peace. Well, I've got great news for you, my friend. Christmas means he came to us. To save us and to equip us, and to help us out of our terrible, sinful condition.